that this generation, they have it going on, man. They're, are they wild and crazy and, and, and off the wall? Absolutely. But that's what makes them wonderful. That's what makes them so amazing is that they're able to, to be like that and they're able to help change the world. A podcast hosted by Jody Tree, Joe on the Mic, Leader Talk, tackles various leadership strategies that cover self-development, self-leadership, including spiritual and physical health of leaders. This podcast will feature guests ranging from military leaders, thought leaders, health and nutrition leaders, spiritual leaders, nonprofit leaders, and many more. All right, guys, we are back again with another episode. I am so glad we have a special guest with us today, Micah Marshall. He is the executive director at the founder of Refuge Youth Network. Micah grew up in Pittsburgh, PA. He graduated from Zion Bible College in Haverhill, Massachusetts, with a degree in biblical studies. He has been working with students for the last eight years He is currently youth pastor for three churches at New Life Worship Center, uh, Transformation Church, and Community Worship Center in Tyrone. Is that correct? That's correct. And uh, Micah enjoys spending time with his his wife, Bethany, and their dog, Timber. Micah, thank you for coming on. And this is like super awesome for you to be here. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and and, uh, what you guys, what do you guys do do at Refuge uh, Youth Network? Well, man, Joe, thanks, first of all, for having me on. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be able to connect with, uh, connect with people that have the same heartbeat. Um, as many people know, working with teens and youth is a, is a challenge, and it takes a special breed of people to be able to do that and to be able to navigate that. So when you meet people that are like you and that have that same DNA and makeup of who you are and just the passion and you share that, it's so great to connect with and be able just to share. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a wild journey. I've been working full time um, for 12 years with, uh, with teenagers. And uh, I've been blessed to be able to found Refuge Youth Network, um, which basically it's a safe place for a generation of kids. And um, we started as a typical youth ministry in a church. And we have just exploded over the last, we'll be 10 years old um, coming up uh, in April. We'll be 10 years old. Um, that Refuge has been around and we have seen just God do some amazing things. Um, we've seen our team do amazing things. I am blessed to be able to have amazing guys and, and girls that work alongside me. And, uh, and so Refuge has become this place in central Pennsylvania where kids can come to. They can hear about the Lord. They can hear about faith, but then they also can get plugged in and have fun and join one of our clubs. Um, we run a multitude of clubs, which we can talk about here in a little bit. But basically, we love on a generation and, you know, we teach them how to love back. And that is the big, that is a big focus of Refuge Youth Network. Oh, man. You know, and that, that's super awesome. I, I love that so much because right now, um, the biggest, I guess we would say commodity mm-hmm. that this country has is our youth. Absolutely. Is our next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can't discount them. Yeah. Because that's, that's a big deal. Uh, and I've and I seen that when I was in the military. They're, the youth come in and they have the same things that we had. They just want to know what it is, what their purpose is yeah. and how to go about doing it. And guess what? Having someone to care about that in their life, mm-hmm. someone just to care and say, yeah, yeah. You know what? We want you to, to stride. We want you to be leaders. And that's what I saw when I was, uh, when I was doing a little research that you guys want to actually 
turn our youth into the next generation of leaders? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, it's, it's one of these things that we firmly believe that of empowering the next generation. Um, when we stop empowering the next generation, we do a disservice to what the calling is on our lives. We do a disservice to culture, to the community, to the, to the world. Um, and, and, you know, and so navigating um, and empowering these kids is something that's so important. Um, we, do a, we do a teaching when we travel on value and the value that this generation has. And the one thing about this generation is sometimes they don't even understand the value that they have inside of them. So our job as leaders is to help them discover that value and then expose that value to the world so that they can see that this generation, they have it going on, man. They're, are they wild and crazy and, and, and off the wall? Absolutely, but that's what makes them wonderful. That's what makes them so amazing is that they're able to, um, to be like that and they're able to help change the world. And so, you know, it's so important for us just to empower that next generation to be able to go out there and accomplish what their dreams and, and, and passions are. Mm -hmm. You know what? I, I, I was asking some questions to some folks uh, about the next generation. You know, we have Generation X, you know, which is my generation, Generation Y, there's a Generation Z. And then there's a generation, I don't know why. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of generations out yeah. there, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Um, but in your experience, because this is one of the questions, how, how have you guys discovered to, I guess, bridge that gap to connect to the millennials, to Generation Y and all that? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm an early millennial. I slide right in in 1986. So I, I, I am just in that cut. And sometimes I'm proud of it. Sometimes I'm humiliated by it. So it just depends on what's going on in culture. But you know, what we have found is that there is a connecting point that comes with this younger generation. And it's, and it's a lot different and not a lot of people talk about it. But it's respect. Um, because really, what we have to understand is that my, my generation in, in that 86 to 88, 89, in your generation before, you know, we were raised with this level of respect where we respected people's position, whether that they were a teacher, a principal, um, whatever it might be. We respected authority because we were told to. So police officers, firemen, um, you know, government officials, whatever it might be, there was a level of respect that we were taught and that was really ingrained into us. And so as we were growing up, it was yes, sir, no, ma'am. It was, you know, if you were being you know, misbehaving, you faced the consequences, you didn't talk back, you know, there was a level of respect. But what we have seen is we have seen this generation, just kind of like this generational gap that have missed this whole concept of respect, where whether right or wrong, that's indifferent at this point. This next generation, the only way that you get respect is through relationship. And so it's one of these things that you have to earn from them rather than just give it to you. So you're not going to, you know, I can walk into a room of, of the teens that I have and I can be like, shut up, sit down, let's do this, let's do that. And they're going to do it because there's relationship there. But if I walk into a room of a bunch of kids that have no idea who I am and I say the same thing, I won't get the same response. So there is a aspect of respect that you're having to work harder for so that you can earn relationship. And it, not, it wasn't always like that. It was relationship, then respect. Now it's just this, you have to gain respect in order to be relational with this generation. And that causes so many challenges that um, outside within cultural norms that, that really shake it to the, its foundation. Because it's, you know, whether it's hiring this next generation or having them in business meetings or having them show up on time or whatever it might be, they have a different mindset based out of this whole concept of respect of the job, respect of the person. 
And the way that you gain that and the way that you're able to empower them is through relationship and it's intentional relationship. It's not this superficial thing. It's being very intentional with how you spend the time and what you spend that time doing with that young person. Guys, guys, Micah is dropping some gold. And I tell you, if it, you got to take notes. I, I tell every episode, I tell people, if you're not taking notes, oof, you got to take notes. Because this is a pivotal leadership uh, key thing to, to just jump on and mm-hmm. to put in your leadership toolbox because this is leader talk. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm very intentional about who I pick because if we want to be leaders at our home, this, is, this works. Mm-hmm. Having respect for your kids, even though they're your kids and they're, they're your children, they came out of you. You said, what did they say? If I brought you in this world, I can take you out too. <laughs> I will tell you, my dad used to joke about that all the time. And then I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be 34. And my, when I was 16, my mom said, I'm pregnant. And I was like, you're out of your mind. You're too old to be pregnant. So I have an 18 year old brother. And so my dad never joked about that again. Cause yeah, I took you way out of this world. I can make another one just like you. Well, you did. So. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Like, you know, we got to, there's a level of respect mm-hmm. that has to be that you're an individual. Yeah. You're created with purpose. You're created in the image of God. And regardless of if they're acting up, if they're doing something crazy, even if they're not doing something crazy, they're still in the image of God. And they need us as leaders to, to represent, hey, you're valuable. Yeah. Even though you might have messed up, I still value you. I still value you, not the, the, the actions. And then where do we go from here? because I seen that even in the military, I always go back to the military and I seen it in the, was an entrepreneur that the soldiers that came in, they didn't, they messed up. Mm-hmm. Right. And between the difference, I always saw the difference, the leader that yelled at them, demeaned them, made them feel stupid versus dude, you messed up. But look, this is how we can do to fix it. Yeah. There's a big difference. And they saw, they see that. They're like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to take correction from this person because they, they see me as an individual and then they correct me nicely. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I love that. Um, did you uh, have something? Yeah, well, right with what you're saying with correction, and I have, I have learned over the years when I've had to correct teens or I've had to correct that, I've learned that correction is a process you work out. It's not a moment to lose your mind. And it's one of those things where so often in in the heat of things, we can be very emotional and we can lose our mind on something. But true correction and and discipline is something that you walk out with someone rather than just force them to do themselves. And it's, you know, so you were wrong. Well, why are you wrong? Well, let me explain to you why. And let me help you walk this out so that you understand, you know, this is this is why you were wrong. And so it's, you know, correction is always a process. Um, and it's one of those things that we have to have that understanding to walk that out when it comes to, um, you know, dealing, dealing with the generation. Cause like, they're going to make mistakes. We're going to, we're going to make mistakes. Um, you know, and we have to show them the correct way to be able to receive discipline and, and deceive that, to receive that and be able to walk that out the correct way. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what they're looking for. Absolutely. They're looking for someone to show them the way mm-hmm. because, whether we forgot it or not, when we were their, their age, we were kind of lost in the sauce too. Absolutely. You know? And we were kind of looking for that person to show us, not to, to write us, yeah. but to, to show us the way, let us make our own mistakes, even though 
I'm guilty of it as well when I was when I was bringing up you know people subordinates people below me that I'm like I don't want them to make any mistake that but sometimes we have to allow it oh absolutely you because mistakes give us the allowance of growth and so when there's these mistakes that happen in our life we're able to uh make that allowance to say okay like you have there's there's a buffer there's room for mistakes that can be manageable. Um, you know, you, you, you know I, I was taught by my mentor, you know, you tolerate moments and you teach habits. You know, that's what my mentor, Pastor Jim, says to me all the time. And so you do, you, you learn that in the moment, like, okay, I can tolerate this in the moment, but I'm going to teach you the habit in order to not ever do this again um, and make that and make that happen. But it's, you know, working with this, this generation is, um, I, I, the best way to describe it is I always tell people it's an adventure because you, you really never know what you're going to get day by day. Um, even, even hour by hour, I would say minute by minute, you, you never know what you're going to get into. And, um, you know, for, for someone like myself who, you know, being in full-time ministry for the last 12 years, um, you know, the average youth pastor is like 18 months, uh, within working within the youth community. Um, but the adventure never stops. And I think that's what I love about it is that, there's always something new on the horizon that you're able to, to do. And what I love about it is I'm at a point now where I learn just as much from them than they probably do from me. Um, and that's what I love about it is I get to learn so much about culture by being in relationship, true relationship with them um, that I probably would not know or understand if I was not engaging in, in every everyday life. Um, you know, because we really believe that, especially in ministry, especially as a, as, as a Christian who loves the Lord and is trying to raise a generation that way as well. We have an exchange of our lives together, my life into your life, your life into my life. But then ultimately the commonality is that, you know, we're doing this because God has brought us together. And so in that we're able to have this adventure that we take together because with, you know, especially with refuge, we say it all the time, no one's left behind. Like we're going to, we're going to do this all together and we're not going to leave anyone abandoned because Christ didn't abandon us. So we're not going to abandon anybody else. Amen. All right, folks, time for a sponsor break. All right. Back to our episode. Now, now speaking of, of being together, mm-hmm. uh, you were just on a, on a youth summit and you talked about community. Mm-hmm. You know, can you give us a little, a little deep dive about what you mean about the importance of community? Yeah, well, you know, we all have this innate nature to want to be connected to something. Um, the innate nature of mankind is that there's something else out there that I have a, I have a inkling that is there. I don't have the understanding, but I have, I have an, I have a knowledge of it being existing. And so, for us, there's always something that we want to be connected to. And so, you know, through community, we are able to bring a unity to people. And for us, our faith is our community. Our our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with Jesus, brings this community together, so that we are able to have that one thing in common. I mean, you think about you go to if you go to church. Well, maybe not in COVID season, but when we all went to church, you know, while we were in church, you look around the church and you see people from every different lifestyle, every different culture every different way of life and it and we're all different but we're there for the common goal of church of worshiping god of being in the fellowship together and so for us we took that model of what does community look like in a church setting how do we apply that into a generation and make it culturally relevant? Um, you know, because sometimes, you know, we have to get creative in what we do and working with the next generation. And so for us, we started these clubs where we contact, connect, and create. You know, we're, we're contacting, um, you know, them in their environment. We're, cre- you know, we're creating environments where they can be mentored and poured into. And then, and then we're empowering them to go out and to communicate what they have learned um, and, and to be able to draw other people in. 
but community is so important. It's like, it's one of my favorite topics to actually talk on because Jesus was about community. Um, when you look at the life of Jesus, community was, was, was really the idea that God gave to us because he created us to be in community with him. And so for, for us, we have a drive in, in us. Even if you're introverted, I'm not, I'm an extreme extrovert. I make friends everywhere I go. I'll talk to people everywhere I'm at. That's just my nature. But even if you're listening to this and you're an introvert, there's still part of you that wants to be connected connected with people. And so, you know, and, and that's perfectly normal because that's what we were created to be in. We were created to be in community with people. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. I am a introvert, even yeah. though I'm doing these shows and everything else like that. And I was telling somebody the other day, I said, I wouldn't be doing this unless God told me, Hey, <laughs> go down this road, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. And my wife calls me an intro extrovert. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta push myself and uh, really to, to do this. And, and it's exciting. It's fun. Like you say, we, we, I get to meet new people all the time, like you, extraordinary people doing great things uh, for the community. Um, But enough of myself. Uh, Where can people reach out to find out more about you and the Refuge Youth Network? So we've, we've made everything so accessible, kind of like, you know, easy. Refuge Youth Network, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Uh, we also are on YouTube. Um, we put all of our weekly sermons that we do, we put them out there on YouTube. And um, like we just preached last week on Noah's Ark. This week we're preaching on the Tower of Babel. And we're actually preaching through the series of Genesis uh, this whole school year. And so the entire year is dedicated to the book of Genesis to show how Jesus is relevant in all, you know, in all time. But that's, that's a whole other thing. But no, you can find us at refugeyouthnetwork.org as well. And the one thing that we do, Joe, is we believe in not just empowering the next generation, but empowering colleagues and people that are in this like us. So we actually have resources that are available um, and you can make any type of donation to give to us, or you can sign up and you can just get the free stuff and we'll send it to you. So we have curriculum, we have teaching resources, we have games, we have um, things that we did in quarantine, where if there are people that are listening to this that are still in quarantine, we have the, we created a thing called the quarantine Olympics. We did the quarantine battle game. So we, we have all of these resources available for people just to grab because we want to see, we want to see an impact in this next generation. And we're not looking to make a profit off it. I mean, we are a nonprofit. We could use money. If people want to donate, that's great, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a direct impact that changes a generation that shifts and changes culture. So refugeyouthnetwork.org, all of our stuff's on there. And then you can email us through there, my email, all of our people that are on a staff, their email's on there as well. And uh, you can connect with anything that we do. We also have downloadable um, Refuge Youth Network, the the concept that we developed called youth networking. We kind of coined the term for this. We have a whole document booklet that talks about how you can be a centralized youth ministry that works with multiple churches, multiple denominations, and your community. And you can, you know, rather than youth pastoring a church, you youth pastor the community that you live in. And that's what we do. And so that is on there. It's called our Refuge Youth Network document. It's free download. Everything's for free, man. So if, if, you, if you want, if you like free stuff, if that's your jam, you need to go to the website and download it. Well, I am so glad we brought you on, Micah. Uh, like I said before, when you came on, when I saw you, you you're, you're, you're just a blessing. Well, thank uh, you. You're, you did an awesome job the other night uh, at the youth uh, summit. Ooh, you want to talk about pressure. <laughs> yeah, like, pressure you're yeah. kicking it off. I was like, excuse me, Janet, like you're making me do this first. Okay. So we did it, man. Stepped up, man. Stepped up. That was pretty awesome. 
but, but uh, like Micah said, if uh, you want to check them out at uh, refugeyouthnetwork.org. Guys, check them out, see what they're doing, support them. They're yeah. impacting the community, impacting our next generation. They know how to connect. And, and if you're in a ministry and you want to connect with mm -hmm. the youth of our generation, I like that y'all did the quarantine Olympics. Look, guys, yeah. check it out. See what he did. Great ideas, great creativity, innovation to impact our youth. Mm -hmm. uh, Micah, do you have any last words for our audience? Hey, man, I just, I hope that people are blessed by, you know, what they heard today and, you know, the joys you can go back and revisit. And uh, if anyone wants to hear more from leadership perspectives, Joe, your podcasts are awesome. And I'm sure that you're able to lend those out. And then, you know, we also, uh, we also are always willing to connect and just chat with people again. We're not going to charge people. We're not going to do anything. We want to build relationships and network. And so feel free to reach out to us at any time. All right. All right. That's what I'm talking about. All right, guys. Have a great day. God bless you guys. If you want to get in contact with them and you can always uh, check them out. 